Welcome to episode 21 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Today, Keith continues a series of conversations discussing five key self-evaluation questions every leader needs to ask themselves. Welcome to Leadership in Context, a conversation on leadership in the context of the local church. For show notes, email podcast at nrpastors.com. And now here's Keith Tusey. Last week we talked about ask yourself, and I gave you five questions to ask, and we started off with Galatians 6, 4, reading, but each one must examine his own work, then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself alone and not in regard to another. So last week, the two questions I challenged you to consider were, what do you do well and what do you do not so well? Tonight, we're going to talk, hopefully, we're going to cover these three questions here. And number one is, what needs to be done that I tend to avoid? Is there anything that you are avoiding that you know is important to be done? Well, let me just help you right out of the start. Just acknowledging that it needs to be done is not the right answer. I think sometimes we think, well, yeah, I understand that that's important. So somehow that's like a moral victory. Well, it's really not. I learned in pastoral ministry and counseling and dealing with people When I had somebody come in the office that I was ministering to or challenging, and they sat across the desk and said, I know, I know, I knew that there were very little chance that that person was going to change, okay? Because they knew everything, but yet something still wasn't happening. They were not putting something into practice. So we've got to not only identify what we're avoiding and own up to it, because sometimes we'll lie to ourselves, say, well, you know, I'm too busy or something else came up. Uh, you know, I study people. I study leaders, quite frankly. And I see these reoccurring themes with many of them. And I'm convinced some of them know not even what they're doing, but they're literally boxing themselves in a corner setting themselves up for failure because they're avoiding the very thing that they really need to deal with. Uh, Often a pastor really has to preach a message on a certain subject that is really germane to that local church. Uh, Often there could be somebody in the congregation or even leadership that really needs a personal meeting with that pastor that or it's going to infect the body. There's going to be leaven in the body. And we find reasons to just neglect that and avoid it and not get it done. So what are you neglecting? What are you avoiding that you know has a high value? Now, if there's something that doesn't have a high value and somebody else is telling you to do it or you just feel guilty because you're not doing it, that's a different story. That's not what I'm talking about with you today. I'm talking about what are you avoiding doing? Now, here's something I found out about myself Maybe this will help you. I'm not sure. But I tend to avoid things where I put a lot of effort into it, okay? And it was a good thing, and my effort wasn't bad necessarily. But for whatever reason, it didn't work, or it caved in, or I was a little bit off the mark. And if I just went back and made an adjustment and did it all over again, then it would be a lot better. But I tend to dismiss it. When I was a kid, there was a, a cartoon on called The Roadrunner, and there was the 
the arch enemy of the Roadrunner was Wild E. Coyote. And every week, Wild E. Coyote came within an inch of getting that Roadrunner. But you know what? He always came up with a new plan rather than just perfecting that plan a little bit and going back and doing it. And as I'm watching the real need for fresh discipleship and raising up leaders in our churches, what I'm seeing is many pastors, many leaders have put a lot of time in, they've invested, and it's time to do it again. It's a fresh batch of people, it's a fresh group of people, even if they were successful before, and they just tend to avoid it, maybe because they know how much work is involved. Uh, here's, I think, the best way not to avoid things. Number one, identify in yourself what you're avoiding. Number two, try to get a little bit of understanding on why you're avoiding it. Number three, put a mark in your calendar the day and the time and the hour that you're going to deal with it. Number four, tell somebody about it and ask them to ask you about it. Call me. I'll call you and say, hey, call me Friday and make sure I dealt with that situation on Thursday. I'd gladly do it as a friend, okay? And then, of course, the fifth thing is really pray about it and ask God for the spiritual velocity, the spiritual stamina to do it. The things we are avoiding are the little pitfalls that are knocking us off course many times. Let's identify those things. And by the way, when you're avoiding something, it takes more of your emotional energy to avoid it than it usually does just to go out and do it. Okay, so let's go out and do it. Uh, the second question I have for you today is what do you do that you need to improve? Now, I'm not talking about things that you're doing that you don't want to do. I'm talking about things that you do that you probably maybe even actually enjoy to some degree or there's some fruit you place a high value on, but you know, you're just not doing it as good as you could. Okay. What do you need to improve it? Maybe make a little inventory. Do you need new tools? Do you need new training? Do you need new resources? Do you need a mentor? What do you specifically need to do to improve that? I hear a lot of pastors say, well, I'm just not good at administration. And I'm a big believer in delegation. But delegation is not dumping something overboard and hoping somebody gets it. Okay, that's a critical area that we need to improve a little bit on. Maybe we need to read a book. Maybe we need to get somebody to help us. Uh, whatever that may be. There's a value that's in your heart that you understand. You know, it's not because me or somebody else is saying, hey, this is really important. You need to do this. You're saying, hey, this is really important. I need to do it. I'm just, I've just kind of slid. I'm not as good as I used to be at it. What area can I improve? Often, that area in our ministry is the one that will show the greatest signs of fruition because we'll boost that up. We'll plug that hole where the anointing is leaking out in our wineskin. So what area... Do I need to improve on? Number five, what can I do to invest in others to get other things done? Now, again, notice I didn't say what can I just delegate or what can I just dump on somebody? Because a lot of times what I'm seeing is we dump things on people. We don't delegate on people. When you delegate something, there's a reason, there's a why, there's a timeline, uh, there's an understanding from that person. When we're dumping on something, we're just hoping, just go do that task and hopefully it'll get done. 
When you're delegating, there's a report system. You're going to get back to me next Wednesday or the first day of the month at five o'clock. We're going to meet. We're going to talk about it, whatever it is. But we have to invest in others, not just get them to do the task. Have you ever gone into a restaurant and the waitress comes and you ask her about something on the menu and she has no clue of even what it is? Or maybe even in a nicer restaurant, you go in and you say, hey, what's the, what's the evening specials? And, and they don't know because, you know, they just haven't been briefed. Well, what's happened there is somebody has put them on the floor to make money to get something done, but they haven't invested in them. And you will wear out your laborers, you will wear out your volunteers if you don't invest in them. In other words, good discipleship, good delegation is front-end loaded. Rather than just grabbing somebody and saying, hey, would you be, you know, our head usher and uh, pray about it, which means just do it. Say, you know what, let's meet next week and I want to talk to you about being the head usher. And I want to share with you five real important points on why that is so critical to me. And then when they say, yeah, I think I'll do it, say, okay, before you do it, I want you to read this book and I want you to highlight anything that really sticks out to you that we're not doing well or you'd like to improve. Another, now see, now you're investing, now you're training. It takes more time, but the effect lasts forever. Ask yourself this question. What am I doing that I could invest in someone else and get them to do it? Because it'll go back to question number one that I asked last week. What do you do well in being able to do even more of that? Hey, thanks for spending this time with me. This is Keith Tusi with Leadership in Context. Today, Keith continued a series of conversations discussing five key self-evaluation questions every leader needs to ask themselves. Take time this week to write down not just what you are avoiding, but when you are going to tackle it. Take time this quarter to work on improving in an area. Read a book, find a mentor, take a class. Then look at the next six months and plan out when and who you can invest in. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, check out our website, innerpastors.com. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at NRPastors. See you next week.